My name is Nikita Banks and welcome to our second episode of Black in Therapy. Now, if you haven't yet listened to our first episode, please go back and listen to it. Secondly, please subscribe, like, tweet, us at everything, Black in Therapy on Twitter, Instagram, and our Facebook fan page. Also, go to our website and sign up for our mailing list so that you find out what's new and exciting with Black in Therapy. But now we're on to our second episode. And this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about how I became a therapist, which is one of the number one questions I get on social media. So sometimes in telling my story, I often talk about how I became a therapist and I'd say stuff like, oh, I got my master's degree in a year and a half. That is true. But technically what happened was, is I took a two-year program and crammed it into a year and a half. And so when people see that I got my master's degree um, in that amount of time and then became a therapist you know, shortly thereafter, they're like, what? How, how did that happen? And I'm going to tell you how. So as I stated previously, I was in therapy and um, I had expressed an interest of becoming a therapist to my therapist. And he was excited for me. I, I, I don't know. One of my patients recently stated something to me about an imposter syndrome. And I had never heard of it before, which is one of the greatest things about having patience and dealing with different people from different walks of life and different perspectives is that you learn a lot from your patients. And so even part of doing this podcast for me, I feel like I'm fronting. I feel like I'm a fraud. So on that day, in the midst of my depression and, you know, just coming out of it and learning new skills and coping skills, when I told my therapist, I think I want to do what you do. I felt like a complete jerk, right? Like what you do, what he does. I mean, you have your own issues and your own problems. How are you going to help people solve problems? Well, when that comment was met with excitement from him, it got the ball rolling and it lit a fire underneath me to make sure that I was going to do everything in my power to make this dream a reality. I know for me as a, a black person in this country, you know, with everything that we're seeing, with all of the violence, with this stupid, stupid election, we're constantly under psychological attack. And it makes sense to arm yourself in the best way possible with the tools that you need necessary to live a happier and healthier life. And for my friends, I saw that there was a lot of struggling going on, mostly mentally with past problems and issues. And so I wanted to find a way to create an action plan for myself to do something about it. And for me, my therapist and I, we actually talked about what was the best way for me to do that. So initially I thought I had to go back to school for, I don't know, six years and become a psychotherapist, will become a psychologist, which is what I thought a psychotherapist was. I thought psychotherapy equaled psychology. But what I didn't know and what he explained to me was that you can go to school for six years and be a doctor with a whole bunch of debt, which as a single mom, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do. Or I can teach you how to do this in a year and a half. And I was like, please, short way, cheap way, please. So he suggested that I go to another CUNY school here, which is nationally ranked for social work, which is Hunter College. And I applied to Hunter College's program. I don't know why I applied for NYU and as opposed to Columbia. Columbia is the first 
school of social work in the country. And obviously Columbia is an Ivy League school. However, I, as a little dark skinned girl from Brooklyn, wanting to be a Huxtable, something about me said NYU was the way to go. So I applied for Hunter, which would have been cheap, 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 cheap for me. And that was definitely what I was looking for. Being that I had an undergraduate degree that I graduated with absolutely no debt. Thank you, Brooklyn College. But I didn't get in, right? Cheap at that level is highly competitive. And for graduate school, you rarely get any grants or scholarships. So I didn't get a scholarship to go to school. I had to go back and put my money where my mouth was. And so probably maybe four or five months after he and I had that conversation, I started the application process, but I did get into NYU. And um, I don't think that I understood the gravity of going to NYU at the time for me. It was pretty much a big deal. But um, it took some friends of mine to be like, holy crap, you're going to, you know, NYU. It's a Huxtable school. And um, until I really got to get what it was about, why social work? Obviously, I thought that psychology was the only way in. And what he explained to me was that if you go to school right now and get a master's in psychology, you will not really be able to work. I'm not sure how true that is. He has a PsyD. He knows. I don't know anything about what's the best or worst you know, degree for you to go to. I just know that this was the advice that I was given. However, I do remember being in NYU's library and a gentleman who was in our psychology master's program did ask me, why did I choose social work over psychology and what, what did I plan on doing after graduation? And what I told him was that I can go to work. I'm going to get licensed and I'm going to be a psychotherapist. And he was a little shocked to hear that right after school, that that was my plan. And he was like, you're not going to go back and you're not going to get your doctorate. And I was like, maybe, you know, I want I want to be a DR. I like people to call me doctor. But um, I'm, I don't know. I'm a single mom and I don't know if that that's my way of getting in. Um, and I just really want to work. And he was kind of shocked that with a master's level social work degree, I was going to be able to be a psychotherapist. And psychotherapist means that I'm able to uh, give one-on-one therapy. I'm able to use psychological evidence-based practice theories in order to help people resolve their issues. And I'm also able to do diagnosis as well as treatment of people who have mental illness. But what I like about social work is, is sometimes my work doesn't only involve people who have mental health illnesses. Sometimes it involves giving them social action plans in order to help resolve their issues. A major goal of social work and social workers is to help people resolve social issues and social activism. And I'm a little disappointed, to be honest with you, at NYU's program because there was not enough social activism in the program, which I would like to help um, improve and, and talk about ways to get that changed. I know that there are other social work schools in New York City that does do more community organizing and community-based activities that helps them expand. But my job involves problem-solving skills. The fact that I know how to navigate social services in New York City. And I'm, I'm aware of different social agencies and social programs that help my patients resolve their matters. So I've been able to intervene with some of my clients who I see who have mental illness, resolve some of their housing issues. I've been able to help refer them to legal services. I've been able to help. One guy just did his resume, right? He came in and he was having all these problems and a lot of them were monetary and a lot of them had to do 
with what was going on in his life. And so I helped him do his resume and set up his email address. And so these are some of the things that I can do that are concrete solutions to mental health issues and help reducing anxiety. So that's just something that I love about social work. It's not just about theories and tell me how you're feeling and why does that make you feel? It's also, okay, let's see what your goals are. Let's break down your, your plans, partialize them, create an action plan, connect you with people that you need to help you get to where you gotta go and let's fix it. And then we'll deal with your mental health stuff. So I'm not quite sure how you guys are with Maslow's hierarchy of need. So Abraham Maslow was a psychologist and he developed the theory of human motivation. And part of that theory, it's a triangle, you can Google it, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And you'll be able to see the symbol, which is a triangle. At the very bottom is physiological. And so people, when they're dealing with the most primal needs, right, like to stay alive, to eat, food, shelter, health, you can't think any far past that. So at the very top of the pyramid on Maslow's needs, it's self-actualization, or for most of us, our passion, our purpose in life, the, the greater good, why we're here, why, why we were born, right? And so that's where you find who you are. The problem is that not a lot of people get to that point because they're dealing with the very bottom of the pyramid, which is physiological needs, right? So if you're fighting for survival, food, shelter, clothing, basic necessities, you can't begin to start thinking about what, well, what is my purpose and what is the meaning of life and a bunch of philosophical stuff, right? Because you're too busy trying to live. And so my goal as a therapist is to kind of help people who are still stuck in that bottom stage to get them to the point that they can move up the ladder, okay? And um, other parts of the pyramid, um, right above physiological needs, which is just straight up survival is safety. And a lot of people of color, I believe they struggle with that safety piece. And for me, growing up in a neighborhood where I've experienced a lot of trauma, I think, you know, being in Brooklyn, the majority of my life, I've had almost every single home I've ever lived in broken into. And I really believe the part of that is because I've lived in single parent households led by women majority of the time. And, you know, we, we didn't have anybody to protect us. Right. So safety for me is a big, big issue. And it's something that I still struggle with, but I think that it's a constant struggle. But I've also been able to move up the ladder to uh, love and belonging and developing a healthy level of self-esteem and to the point that I know what my purpose is and my purpose is to do what I'm doing here today. Okay. So I hope that answers some of your questions about how I became a therapist, why I became a therapist and um, the route that I took to do what I do today. And if you have any more questions, you can email us at blackintherapy at gmail.com. You can hit us on my Instagram page or my Facebook fan page or my Twitter at Black in Therapy. Oh, and you can subscribe, subscribe to our SoundCloud channel as well as hit us up on our website, blackintherapy.com. Thank you for listening.